Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. Welcome, this is Nutaku, where we talk things anime and manga. We're not experts or gatekeepers, we're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NutakuCast, or email us questions and requests at Nutaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Please subscribe and share. My name's Jim, and I am joined by... Frank! Frank, you know, we thought we had a couple of bad weeks, you know. And then this week happened. How you feeling, Frank? Uh, <laughs> uh I mean, I I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm trying to trying to do my best, you know. How about you? It's a stressful time to live in this uh racist ass country, isn't it, Frank? Yes, it definitely it definitely is. Stressful is a good word. I like that. Let's go with stressful. Yes. Let's, uh, I couldn't imagine being an African-American, but as a white male, I'll say it's pretty damn stressful. It's much worse for a lot of other people, though. So let's count our blessings. Let's change the topic. Let's go on to something a little bit more positive. Frank, how was your week besides racist police officers across the United States? I like it. I like it. Um... So outside of that, you know, I know people are, are on the edge of their seats about it. I finally finished Kim's Convenience. I've talked about it a number of times on this podcast. Go and watch it. Very good show. Uh, very, very heartwarming. Um, other than that, nothing too crazy. I mean, that was like kind of the bulk of it. You know, catching up with shows this week uh, was kind of my primary focus and... Uh, also doing a lot of, like, I, I do this new thing now where I buy books and then just don't read them, which I know is, like, a kind of a common thing for people who like to read, but I never was a part of that until very recently, so I don't I don't really know why I've turned into that type of person. But you know what, Jim? We're always evolving. Now I'm the type of person who just buys books and, and doesn't read them. So that's me. I mean, that's that's been my week. Uh how about you? Have you been have you been keeping up with Buffy? Have you been watching any Buffy or anything like that? 
Let's talk about these books first before we move on. So you just started buying books and not reading them, or you started reading the books that you have bought but haven't read? Uh, that's a good question. I have always kind of kept a rule to my for myself that was almost kind of like a one book in, one book out sort of thing, where I would only purchase new books or start to read uh, you know, a new book via the library or borrowing from somebody if I had finished something that I was already reading. Now, over the years, it's kind of, I guess, I've evolved that to two books, where usually one's nonfiction and one's fiction, and then depending on my mood, I'll focus on those two. But it was always like, once I was done those, I can move on to something else. Very recently, I don't know if it's like a comfort thing or what, I've just been just been buying books i'm like hoarding books now nice i mean when the when the world ends we will definitely need our books <laughs> yeah exactly so like I'll, I'll be like that uh the guy in the classic uh twilight zone episode and break your glasses <laughs> Burgess yeah. Meredith. excellent episode great episode how, how have you been though i uh i don't know if i mentioned it on the show uh, for some reason i think in january i decided i was going to buy a turntable for vinyl, well, that thing sat in the basement for a very long time. Finally, my wife bought some speakers, and we are officially vinyl collectors. As if I didn't have more things, didn't need more things to collect and put on top of things, on top of other things, now we're collecting vinyl. Wow. I mean, yeah, like you said, it, this is, uh, it seems like you're at a point where you should just be collecting um pretty much everything you're gonna <laughs> well my beanie babies that, that that investment turned didn't turn out all that well so we decided to go with a different one <laughs> we have i think i believe we have five official records but one of them is my wife's father it's a david bowie record which we have to get back we borrowed that and uh i got two in the mail but we kind of worked it out that we're going to do like maybe two a month so we don't get too crazy but we've become, we're going to be digging digging in the crates, as they say, once we're allowed to go to the crates to dig into them. Now, do you find that you are developing any sort of ritual or anything like that? Because I know that is part of kind of that whole thing. I will say I've, I've never collected vinyl. I've listened to vinyl before, but outside of that, I only kind of know about vinyl from the from the outside looking in. Besides our usual satanic rituals, no, we don't. We haven't added anything else. <laughs> a lot of candles going on in this house. A lot of candles. <laughs> a lot of candles and cat hair. Yeah, oh, so much cat hair. It's a fire hazard. <laughs> so you mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Halfway through season four, I, I, you know, we mentioned earlier. There's a lot. There was a lot going on this week, so we spent a lot of time buried in the news cycle. At one point, we were sitting for hours next to each other, staring at live feeds on Twitter and Instagram and everything, watching news, because it's all happening in Philadelphia. Well, a lot of it's happening in Philadelphia. It's been happening this weekend in Philadelphia. So I will not have a review this week. I should be done by next Monday, season four. That's all I got for Buffy. I did get to the... We did watch the famous silent episode. Silent meaning no dialogue episode. Which was very good. Oh, yeah, Hush. That's That's like a great one. Yeah, just creepy enough, just silly enough. It's pretty good. 
the problem I had, and we'll talk about it when we get to the review, was that the two episodes leading up to that were pretty bad. <laughs> so much so that I was, like, staring at my phone. Thankfully, to get me back on the wagon with Buffy, I couldn't just stare at my phone because there was no dialogue. So I had to pay attention to this episode, and it was good. That's good to hear. That's definitely one of the better episodes. I know a lot of people say that that is one of the best. So I'm glad you liked it. It was pretty good. Xander still sucks, though. All right, you want to dive into this, Frank? You know what? I got my uh, I got my swimming cap on. Let's dive in. All right, let's do it. Uh, can you believe that spring 2020 is almost over? Oh, it's up at the end. We're going to be in summer. It's going to be 90 degrees next week. As with every season, Frank, we selected a bunch of shows for our official spring 2020 new Taku watch-along list which our listeners can go back and listen to the process of selecting the shows in our archives. We encourage our listeners to watch along with us. In a few weeks, we will have our best of spring 2020 episode. And the winners of spring 2020 will go against the winners of winter, summer, and fall of 2020 to name the best of 2020 as awarded by the prestigious judges, me and Frank, <coughs> of the Nutaku Anime Podcast. So we're going to go in. This is our last review before we get to our big finale. I believe we're up to episode 8 and 9 of most shows. Of course, some of the shows we selected have been delayed by COVID-19. I'll go through that list right now. Apare Ranman, Diary of Our Days at the Breakwater was the show I was watching. They both have been delayed. I don't think we've gotten a date yet. Gal and Dinosaur, last week their delay started. I believe it's going to start again from the beginning in July. And the same with Millionaire Detective, Balance, Unlimited. Delayed until July. So, Frank, what shows not on our watch list are you watching, still watching? Are you watching any? None? Some? Go ahead, Frank. Uh, to the surprise of everyone, I am not watching anything right now outside of the the uh, list that we have. Um, yeah, it's just been been kind of crazy. So I haven't I haven't been able to dedicate any time to anything else. What about What about you? Are you watching anything? Well, I two shows I've talked about before, Besatsu uh, Olympia Kaiklos, which is a very funny show, but it's been delayed for COVID. And I'm not sure if they're going to come back. It's 24 episodes or five minutes apiece. I don't know if it's going to come back. And, to, and they might just wait on it until the Olympics next year. It seems like it was a show designed to build up to the Olympics. But we'll see what happens. And Tatami-chan. I was talking about Tatami-chan. It was not very funny. Finally, a couple funny skits, and I actually laughed at this show. It was pretty funny. There was a tickle priest and a landlady that wanted to join social media so this way they can meet young people and have sex with them. <laughs> it's gotten weird, and it's gotten better and funnier, and it's only five minutes, so I don't mind watching it. All right, cool. Well, so are those the, these are the later episodes of this, right? Yes. I think the last two episodes of Tatami Chan were pretty funny. All right, I'm going to check it out. I'm, to, yes. I'm doing and it. There's only four episodes of Olympia Kill Close, so you can check that out. They're, they're funny. They're five minutes a piece, too. They're both shorts. Uh, but, Frank, let's dive into this list. As I said, we selected it about two months ago. We're going to start off with your show, Frank. You've been watching it since summer of 2019. <laughs> a Hero No Sora, streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. 50 episodes. The studio is Diomedia. The source is a manga by Takeshi Hinata. Jean. 
drama school shonen. Frank, what shonen? Shonen. Uh, it's uh, people overcoming the odds. Young people for young for young men primarily. Yes. Yes. <laughs> young people for young men. Well done. <clears throat> and sports. Synopsis. He may be shorter in stature, but Sora Kurumatani can soar and score on the basketball court. With a passion for the sport he inherited from his mother, Sora vows to her that he'll take top prize at a high school basketball tournament. But there's one problem. His new school's basketball club has turned into a hangout for delinquents. Will Sora's sheer tenacity and amazing three-point shooting change their minds and get the club up and running again, Frank? This is your show. This is your baby. So go ahead. What do you think so far of this season? This is my baby. And uh, I had said last time we checked in that the show is kind of slow moving. It seems uh, very much how it has been um, for the last while. There hasn't been too much changes. It's kind of we're doing this whole thing where the matches go on for a very long time. Uh, and... Just as I thought that I figured this show out, we get hit with an episode that has happened last week, episode 33. I am not going to get into any spoilers with it, uh, but it has a very dramatic turn, which we are not used to seeing for this show. Um, there's some developments in certain characters that uh, are very emotional. Um, it ends, actually, as they are ending their match that they had going on for, like I said, six or seven episodes and um, kind of the boys in general struggle with a variety of different things. Um, it is uh, it's it's a, it's an emotional one. I will say that I had developed some feelings, a, a tear here or there, um, which made me kind of uh, focus on the show a little bit more and realize that I might actually am grow. I'm growing a little more attached to these characters than I had thought just because of the way that the show is structured it often just seems like and i I've, I've said this it just seems like it's about basketball but now it's kind of shifting gears and maybe i i, I can't say because this is the one episode that is different from the past i i mean even 32 i would say that now i'm starting to wonder if it's going to shift into something different uh, it's, it's got me, it's got me hooked in right now. Like, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's turned. Uh, I mean, we'll see. We'll see, Jim. Are you saying I should go check out episode 33? Yes, I think you should. Um, cause it could be a potential contender for, uh, best episode of spring. Excellent. I'll put it on the list. I have no no reference, but I'll take your word for it. Yes. I'll go check it out. Let's go. Next up, Arte. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. Twelve episodes. The studio is Seven Arcs. It's a manga by K.O. Kubo. Jean's are historical and sane in. Frank, sane in. Sane in. Uh, it's, it's for older... People, usually older men, it's more serious in tone. Older men, like 65 years old? Boomers? Okay, boomer. No, not boomers. <laughs> older, not children. <laughs> yeah. Synopsis. 
The story follows a young girl named Arte as she works to become an artist of the time, battling gender norms and the expectations of her aristocratic family. Above all that, Arte just wants to follow her passion to become an artist. Frank, go ahead. Uh, so the show continues to lay down a foundation of, you know, learning about interesting things during the Renaissance period. It definitely seems to focus a little bit less on, I think it's somewhat initial premise, which is, you know, Renaissance art, and is kind of focused more on uh, Arte herself and kind of the treatment of women during the time period which I find to be uh, actually more interesting than kind of what I had jumped on board with for this show. Um, it fortunately does not look like it's going down a romantic path, which I know both me and you had kind of expressed some some worry with that, with uh, her and Leo. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of buckled in for this one. Uh, I do like where it is going. I'm curious to see where it ends. But, uh, yeah, what about you, Jim? What do you think? I am glad the story is doing what I wanted it to. It's a wholesome feminist story. Uh, it's got likable characters. And those two factors, it's feminism and it's likable characters, overcome the fact that, at times, the animation is bad. <laughs> I sent you that that video of Leo walking into the room, and it was yikes, man. That animation was terrible. He looked like he was just sliding across the screen. It was terrible. But like I said, it's the story itself carries the show, and I'm rooting for her. And I want her to. I know the world won't change. It's based in history, and we're still dealing with feminist issues to this day. Not feminist issues. Issues against women. To this day, but uh, I want her to overcome the odds, and it gives me that good feeling every time I watch it. And I look forward to the show. It's very good. Anything else, Dad? No, I definitely agree with the wholesome aspect. It, 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 it you, you get a feel good uh, feeling from it. And I wanted you to address the the um, <laughs> the animation because you sent that video, and I didn't want that to take that away from you. <laughs> It was so funny. It was so bad. I watched it three times. I got to keep backing up. It's just too much. Next up, Fruits Basket Season 2, streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. Episodes, there's 25. It will be continuing into summer. The studio's TMS Entertainment. The source is a manga by Natsuki Takaya. And genres, comedy, drama, fantasy, romance, shoujo. Frank, shoujo. Shoujo uh, for... Young Women. And Slice of Life, Frank. Slice of Life, Everyday Problems. Yes. Our synopsis. After the death of her mother, young Honda Toro has been secretly living on her own in a tent. Her life changes forever when she stumbles upon the secret of the Soma clan, whose land she has been living on. The secret is a curse. It changes some members of the family into animals of the Chinese zodiac when they are hugged by someone of the opposite sex. Now living with the Soma family, Toru is in the middle of ancient conflicts between zodiac rivals as she wears the burden of the Soma family secret. Despite this, the members of the Soma family find peace thanks to the presence of Toru. Frank, go ahead. So, 
I am becoming more and more and more intrigued by the politics at play in the Soma family. Um, I think the show is doing a good job and an interesting kind of turn where it seems like it's uh, pitting Toru against Akito, who we are getting a little bit more development with, um, you know, previously we didn't really know a lot about him or her. I still don't even think we've gotten confirmation on gender. I don't even, I, I, I don't know, but it seems like they're painting it towards the Zodiac having a begrudging loyalty towards Akito, but they all seem to really care for Toru and kind of, uh, are sort of aligning themselves with her. My only complaint with this season, and so far I, I've, I've liked this, this core, I've liked what they've been doing, is that it seems to be moving a lot slower than pretty much anything else we're watching right now. And I mean, I get it. They have multiple cores. They know that this show is, is doing well enough that they probably don't have to worry too much about it getting renewed for another season even. So I get that like they have a lot more to play around with in terms of time and the amount of episodes to develop things. But considering that you know shows we we're watching are wrapping up, it just feels like this is we're just getting started with this season, if that makes any sense. Um, even though you know we're we're about halfway through it, so that's kind of my only complaint. Very minor one though, because I like most of the characters, so I like spending time with them, even if it's not moving things as quickly as I guess I'm used to with some with some of these other shows. Yeah, I, I agree. The uh, the season, it started slowly, but it immediately started building tension once Akito arrived. Uh, so Akito is pretty much, she's set up, or he, Akito, I'm just going to say Akito, is set up as the foil for everyone. Even Toru's friend, uh, Arisa, who works in the Kambini, the blonde uh, bike girl, she... Uh, she even she's set up because she's got interest in an older guy, but the guy is Akito's servant. Also, maybe Akito's lover, because I think Akito is sleeping with everyone. So Akito is in the flesh now, because through the first season, Akito was showed up a couple times, but you didn't really like. They weren't really there. It was just the, the shadow of Akito over this family. We get Akito in the flesh. We're reminded of how, what a terrible person Akito is. She keeps referring to Toru as the ugly girl. She hates Kyo. We get uh, Asuzu, who's, who um, they call Rin as well. It's the horse girl. She's properly introduced. And she has these, with these ridiculously long legs that she tries to kick people with. And she can change back back and forth from her Zodiac form by force of will. She's pissed off at everybody. Once Akito showed up, at it, it was a slow burn until Akito showed up at the house. And now the show is still really feels mellow. But at the same time, there's a tension building and there's a tension there. And you're waiting for confrontations to happen. You know they're going to happen. And uh, the show is very good. It's always been very good. And I agree with you. It started slowly and it now it's starting to build and I can feel it building and I can tell that like when we get to that 12 episode when seasons start switching over we're going to get a big something something's going to happen I can feel it on the horizon can you agree 
Yeah, uh, I definitely. It seems like that's probably kind of the like the storm is brewing, and we're gonna kind of get that uh, that thunderbolt right there in the middle around twelve or midpoint. I also want to note something that you had kind of said already that they have painted the character's name escapes me. Uh, Akito's manservant or slash lover, who's one of the only people who doesn't have any sort of um, I guess loyalty to, towards Toru right now, um, that he is very much like her in terms of personality, it seems like. So I thought that that was interesting that Akito has essentially that person or a similar personality kind of uh, aligned with them. Almost as if like the Zodiac on a whole just seems to kind of be drawn towards those characteristics. Kureno. That's his, Kureno. that's the character's name. Yeah, it's difficult to do this to find re, to look up research without spoiling the show because it's because <laughs> the manga is so old. So I the way I looked up his name was because I know that he is a specific character of the Chinese Zodiac. Because only because Toru in the last episode says I haven't met this person yet. So I had to look up that. I had to back, I had to back research and look up this character, Fruits Basket, and then I got his name. Yeah, he he seems almost sequestered. Like he doesn't seem like like he doesn't leave the house much. So much so he didn't even have a very good reaction when he ran into um, what's her name at the Kambini, uh, Arisa. He was kind of like really standoffish and didn't know how to react. Yeah, I can't wait to see where this goes. This is this is a very good show. It's very it's building to something, and I, I'm loving every minute of it. All right, next up, Gal and Dinosaur, or Gal to Kyoto. Streaming on Funimation, episodes, there's 12. Studio is Kamikaze Doga and Space Neko Company. Uh, the source is a manga written by Moriko Mori and illustrated by Kota Tomimura. Jones, comedy, seinen, and slice of life. The story begins when a gyaru named Kaede picks up a dinosaur and begins living with it in a room. The dinosaur eats human food, watches TV, and enjoys being fashionable. Frank. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this show is 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 a weird one. You know, I've said it before, but easiest thing to kind of compare it to is something that uh, would be shown on Adult Swim. Sometimes it, it hits for me, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I'm not particularly fond of the live action bits so much which it like dominate most of the show i think they're at least half of it if not more um and it's it's uh been pushed back to you said july i think so yeah. we're gonna it's gonna be a little bit before we we see any more of this show and honestly i'm kind of okay with that so <laughs> All right, I'll admit it. This show has grown on me, Frank. A couple of the skits made me giggle. The uh, the skit where uh, the dino wanders into the 18 and over section of the video store was pretty funny. The dino shrinking and running away on a tank was pretty funny. And that weird, goofy skit where, like, there's a live-action one where these strange comedians come in to try to cheer up Kaede. Like, that was weird as hell. But it made me giggle a little bit just in its strangeness. It's, it's, you know, it seems like it's, and anyway, I said this last time we talked about it, it seems like it's a show that would be great if you watched with a kid, and it was really strange, and 
this was a kid's television show that an adult could watch and be like, wow, that is really weird. I can't wait to see what happens next. But watching it as an adult, it's it's kind of strange. I don't know if it's hit with me or not. It has grown on me. I have laughed a couple times. And i got to be honest with you, I don't dread watching it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably... I, I can agree with that. It's it's not something that I, I dread going into, being like, oh, I have to watch this. Um, but I'm also not looking forward to it. It's lighthearted enough where it doesn't kind of, like, offend me any which way. And like most things that are, you know, more comedy-related... Yeah, if the if the comedy doesn't hit with you, then it, you kind of miss it, and then that's you know it's it, it, it this is definitely the type of show that's either your brand of comedy or or it is it, and I think that kind of will will uh, paint how you view this show. Next up, Gleepnir, streaming on Funimation episodes unknown. The studio is Pine Jam. The source is a manga by Sun Takeda. I looked up some of Sun Takeda's other work. You may find it surprising. It's all real sexy. The Jones. Action. Etchy. Frank. What's etchy? Playfully sexy. There you go. J- Mystery. Seinen. And supernatural. Synopsis. Ichi Kagaya is an ordinary high school kid in a boring little town. But when a beautiful classmate is caught in a warehouse fire, he discovers a mysterious power. He can transform into a furry dog with an oversized revolver and a zipper down his back. He saves the girl's life, sharing his secret with her. But she's searching for the sister who killed her family. And she doesn't how, how, doesn't care how degrading it gets. She will use Shuichi to accomplish her mission. Frank uh, this is probably the show this season that has that has really grown on me. I remember when I believe you were the one to have picked this show. I was kind of not as into it, and I had talked about the first couple episodes seeming a little uneven. But since then, it's done a good job of kind of building on each episode, asking questions and posing them while giving little bits of answers here and there. We get some decent uh, action pieces where it seems at times like, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit more action oriented, but it never kind of goes full in on it, which I don't mind. I thought that that it was going to kind of be a little bit more boring because of that as we get like new characters and we kind of figure out how uh, people are gifted powers and what their powers represent and each one having kind of a unique sort of thing that's almost like. It's like uh, X-Men sort of thing, where everybody has these kind of... Some powers are more, you know, usable and more kind of... Um, they're, they're more interesting than others, I guess I should say. More useful. Um, it The show also does a good job of towing the line between etchy and almost outright, like, hentai, I guess? Because the show is, like, horny as hell, and there are times when I feel like the show is going to just outright just start having people bone, but then it, it kind of pulls away and goes, nah, 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 that's that's not us, that's not us, guys. Um, and I don't mind that. I mean, it's kind of fun. It's it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely keeping me on my toes. And I, I like the new characters that they have been introducing, 
you know, we're getting some newer villains and things in the last couple episodes. Uh, uh, the show has is, is got me intrigued. I went from not being interested at all to being kind of annoyed by it to now, you know, uh, looking forward to watching it. Frank, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you a question. If you were given a coin, a Gleepnir coin, what would your power be, Frank? Ooh, see, that is a good question. What would my power be? Uh, I think it would probably be something to do with uh, probably invisibility. Like, the one girl has the invisibility. She works at the convenience store. Um, it doesn't seem like she wants to be seen all the time. I guess that's off the cuff. That's, that's the power that I would, I would think I would, I would go with. What about you? It's always telekinesis. There's no, there's no question. A telekinesis all day. I'd be scaring the crap out of people pretending I was a poltergeist. <laughs> so this is, this is definitely the definition of a sexy ass show. There's lots of lace underwear. This writer and animator definitely has a thing for girls in lace underwear. And for a collection of animated cells meant to represent a 14-year-old girl, Claire is particularly, particularly sexy and always wet and sweaty. And my question is, I got a couple of questions. Like, does she stink, you think? Like armpits and sweat? They've been out in the woods for a long time without a shower. Although they suddenly went back to school at one point, which didn't explain anything. But if she stinks like armpits all the time, I think I'd be into that. Like 100% pheromone discharge stink, I think I'd be into that. I'd want to sniff those bits. Okay. I do enjoy all the... Go ahead, I'll let you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to laugh. I know, I know we're on a delay. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's fair. That's There's there's different things for everyone. But I do, I do I agree. Do. I, I think Go that ahead, uh, they probably, a lot of these people probably stink, yeah. Yeah, a lot of little stinkiness going on. And they all wear the same clothes. I mean, that's an anime trope. But, you know, like the, the girl with the hockey mask, she uh, doesn't change out of that bathing suit. That bathing suit's got to smell at this point. It smells like sweaty boobs. I do enjoy all the double entendre in reference to girls entering Shuichi. Uh, there, we have to point out, I will point out, you don't have to point it out. I'll point out there is some shitty queer representation in the show. The leader of the faction is gay. So she is, of course, the shitty anime trope, a molester. There is a scene of sexual assault in the latest episode, which borders on an attempt to titillate, which if you want to hear my thoughts on that, go listen to past episodes uh, on sexual assault, uh, in particular, Blade of the Immortal. Uh, but Glepner has plenty of questions and intrigue. I enjoy it every week, and the various powers and shapes to the coin, that the coin holders can take makes it pretty cool. Um one, question, one thing that's left out there, though, is that it has an unknown number of episodes. And you had mentioned the thing about how it's kind of slow, not much action at times. It makes me unsure if this story is going to go multiple seasons or not. This might take a while to tell the whole story. We're halfway through, and I they've already had to go back multiple times. They've only run into one faction. Like I, I have a feeling this might go a couple of seasons. What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm there with you on that one. I get the feeling that it's probably going to do one of those things where it'll kind of close out the season and, you know, leave it so that it, it is open enough where it will go on multiple seasons if it can, but maybe close out enough or if it just goes on and we just get the 12 episodes, then that, that'll be that. Uh, I wouldn't mind 
I wouldn't mind multiple seasons, though. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Next up, Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2, or Kaguya-sama wa Kokuru Setai Tensai Tachi no Renai Zunusin, or Kaguya Wants to be Confessed to. The Genius's War of Hearts and Minds. It's streaming on Crunchyroll, or not Crunchyroll, Funimation. Is it on Crunchyroll? I didn't notice it. So in Funimation, episodes, there's 12 of them. Uh, the studio is A1 Pictures. The source is a manga by Aka Akasaka. And the genres are comedy, psychological, romance, school, seinen, and here we go. All fair when love is war. Two geniuses, two brains, two hearts, one battle. Who will confess their love first? Kaguya and Miyuki are two geniuses who stand atop the prestigious Academy's student council, making them the elite among the elite. But it's only at the top, and each has fallen for each other. There's one huge problem standing in the way of lovey-dovey bliss. They're both too prideful to be the first to confess their romantic feelings and thus become the loser in the competition of love. And so begins their daily schemes to force the other to confess first. Frank, go ahead. Uh, so this is one of those shows that's kind of difficult to review, if only, because hear me out, it is a show that continues to build on the success that it has had on season one and do basically nothing worse. It does nothing that would change anything to kind of differ my opinion on it. It's still a great show. If anything, I think that the animation has improved. The It's still a laugh-out-loud funny show. I love all the characters, even the newer ones that they are introducing. I have nothing negative to say about this show, which is pretty surprising because I didn't really have any complaints about the first season. So I don't see them unless there's just some sort of dramatic turn or something where it just seems out of left field. I mean, they got me, baby. They got me. I, I, I don't have – this is kind of the one show, and me and you have talked about this numerous times now – that is the show that you should be watching if you're into anime. Even if you're not into anime, this is a great kind of, like, gateway in into into it. I mean, I, I love it. I, I think it's a fantastic show. Uh, yeah, more of the same is not a bad thing, Frank. We're getting more of the same jokes, but it's always fresh and funny. Uh, we do get the new character, Eno, who uh, always walks in and thinks that people are banging. And uh, I know, Frank, you like to turn off shows before the final, before the end of the show. You just turn it off at the final credits. Did you catch the shoujo anime scene at the end of the one episode? That's a great question. You know me so well. Uh, <laughs> I actually did see that, and I will say that it was a highlight of this season. Oh my god, it was so good. That is definitely making it on the list of best scenes of the best moments of the year. That was so good. Everybody was so adorable. Oh man, that was great. Um, yeah, like you said, I have nothing else to add to what you had to say. Uh, it's more of the same, but it's all, every episode's fresh. And it, I could see this going for another season. But uh, I'm okay with it ending now. I don't care. It's amazing. And if you love comedy in general, forget about the uh, the media, uh, the medium. You should be watching the show. It is so funny. Next up, Kakushi Goto 
It's uh, streaming on Funimation. There's 12 episodes. The studio is Aisha Doe, who are doing Ascendant of a Bookworm, which we're not watching. The source is a manga by Kumita Kuji, and the genres are comedy, shonen, and slice of life. The story follows a lonely mangaka, Kakushi Goto, who draws vulgar manga. The twist? Well, he has to hide the fact that this is his work so that his younger daughter, Hime, isn't exposed to its mature content. This slice of life comedy will explore the relationship between father and daughter and the plight of an adult manga creator. I love Kakushi Goto and Hime's relationship. I think it is very well written. I think it is very pure and heartwarming that he is... He basically wants to do what's best for his daughter overall and will do anything in his power to kind of make the things that she wants to do happen, while at the same time protecting her from things that he may view, such as his job, as kind of, I guess, inappropriate for her, or feels a sense of kind of shame about what he does, which I, I don't really see why he would, but I, you know, I'm not in his shoes, I, I don't have a daughter or anything like that. That being said, the show is uh, is like heartwarmingly funny. Um, the the cast that they have built up around them is uh, they're all they're all pretty good in their own right. Um, I'm hoping we talked about this last time. It seems like they have these scenes at the end with Hime being older. We do not see her father, but we have started to see other characters in in their story. Um, doing different things than they are in the past. So they are, I mean, it's hard to say exactly what they're, what they're doing and what their roles are. We got one of the characters he, he now works at, uh, either a bookstore or owns a bookstore. And I'm starting to get the feeling that maybe it won't be as sad as we had initially thought, but I'm like 50, 50 on that. Um, I'm hoping that, um, Things, yeah, things aren't bad because I don't know if I could take that, and I also don't know if that would make me appreciate the story more or if it would hurt it. Um, if there's like you know a more positive or a more negative kind of outcome to the story, but yeah, I mean it's got me emotionally attached to a lot of these characters. I think the humor is is pretty spot on. This is this will probably be the number two spot for me in terms of uh of comedy um and the animation is like cutesy enough it's decent it it, it, very, it definitely vibes for the uh the story but i'm enjoying it there's a great supporting cast on the show too every single one of the women involved his whole his whole uh department his whole manga uh department are great they're all funny um a uh, little tie-in to our show, uh, the pool sticks girl. Uh, she's she's talking to uh, Goto about it. She says that people start to look like the people they love. And she says she loves the actress Satomi Is- Ishihara. Do you remember who she was? She was the amb- American ambassador in Shin Godzilla. Remember the one with the bad <laughs> accent? Yes, I do remember. Yeah. The best thing... Ishihara is very attractive. I like that Goto like was like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, 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 whatever. Like, won't tell her that she's good looking. It's really good. He's so self-centered about it, but it's all about his about his daughter. Uh, he made his daughter getting the dog episode was freaking adorable. The show is cute, fun, and it's smart. It gives you enough of a look inside the manga creation 
uh, into like creating manga and the business aspect of manga. It's just enough to, you know, pull you away from some of the aspects. And I also agree with you. I don't think like we initially thought it was going to be a sad ending. I think it's going to be Goto overreacting and hiding in some way. And his daughter doesn't know, you know, like it's going to be some kind of spin where it's funny at the end. And the ED is amazing. I never leave this show feeling anything but good after watching it. It's fantastic. Next up, listeners streaming on Funimation and Hulu. We don't know how many episodes. The studio is MAPA. Uh, the source is original. The genre is music. Synopsis. In a world without music, young Echo was there the day the legendary player Jimmy Stonefree and his mecha disappeared while fighting the mysterious Earless. Ten years later, he meets an amnesic young girl named Moo, who has an input jack on her back. Could you be a player like Jimmy? Together, they set off on a journey to unravel her past and save humanity. Go ahead, friend. So I should start off by saying that, as a reminder to people, I was originally not into this show. I was into it and enjoying it to about now where we're at. Uh, you know, I think it's like episode eight or nine. Um, not so much into it. I mean, the positives, I really like the world building. And uh, for me, that's probably the thing that, I have as kind of the number one for it. The ED is neat. They change it up every every uh, episode. They seem to put a decent amount of work into it. Uh, that being said, it seems to kind of towards the tail end of what's what we have gotten. They sort of abandoned the whole Easter egg for music fans. I at least from that I can recognize there doesn't seem to be as many in the past two or three episodes. I think the third episode from where we're at was like a Sex Pistols one, but the past two have uh, have kind of abandoned that, um, and it seemed to have gotten... I've, I talk a lot about pacing on the show, and yeah. Frank, let me interrupt you. The last two are about Pink Floyd and The Who. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Uh, I didn't pick up on that one, but... That's all right. Continue, because I have a point about okay. that, but go ahead. Um, the tale in the last two episodes, they, we've gotten kind of, it's ramped up, right? It's from seemingly out of nowhere. It has become very serious, very fast. Uh, I don't really know why it almost seems to kind of come out of left field. It was never really like super lighthearted, but it also wasn't really super serious and dark where it seems to kind of be at right now. Um, and yeah, I, it's just it's just not vibing with me right now. I guess part of it is, like you had mentioned earlier, we also don't know how many episodes we're getting, so I don't know if this is going to be part of something much larger or if this is kind of the end of the show and it just seems like they're trying to rush things and be done with it. I, I can't say until, I guess, we, we see the last couple episodes, but not as into it as, as I was originally. All right, so the question is, who is this show for? Is it for music fans who get the references? Because they're beating me over the head with them. They have all these music references, but they don't use any of the music from the actual artists. They use songs that kind of sound like the songs from the artists. So you have a song that kind of sounds like Nirvana, a song that kind of sounds like Pink Floyd, a kind of pissed, uh, Sex Pistols sounding song, something that kind of sounds like The Who. I'm not engaged in the story at all. I often drift to my phone when it's on. 
Joe Strummer showed up from the Clash and let him out of jail. This show is so cheesy. The Dada sisters are cool. I think they're pretty cool. I like their design. We have an unknown number of episodes for listeners, and I can't see the story continuing, and I honestly cannot wait to not watch it anymore. I cannot stand the show. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we're we're uh, in agreement on that one. I'm just kind of like, I guess this is one of those ones that's fallen for me. I'm a little disappointed in just kind of the way it, it seems to be wrapping up, and it's a shame it had a, a at least on paper it had a unique premise and uh you know i was hoping maybe this will be this will be the mech show this will be the mech show that we can be like finally but uh i don't i don't think so it's my original point like who is the show for because if you're not getting these references for and i named the band's nirvana the newest band that i could reference is nirvana nirvana is from the 90s how old are you watching the show and getting these references without having, like, if you're a kid watching the show, you probably haven't even discovered Nirvana. That's like classic rock to you at this point. You know what I mean? So forget about Pink Floyd and the Sex Pistols. You know what I mean? Like, these, who is this show for? Because if it's for somebody that's my age, it's it's just too dumb. I, I you know what I mean? It's, I, I, I don't, I, just, I can't stand it. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a good point that you make there because for me it's it was I kind of liked certain aspects of uh, the world, the political intrigue that they kind of had going on that they haven't really given us a whole lot of, and I was hoping for more kind of mech battles or at least cool looking mechs as they're fighting, and we don't really get anything cool about it, and sometimes there's not even they just get in the mech and they fire lasers at this you know, huge column of earless or what have you, and that's just kind of it. I mean, I, 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 I think that's a good point. I don't really know who this show is for. And also, when you get to the point, like, the earless, who are the earless people that don't like music? Isn't that a little pretentious? <laughs> Fuck off with this show. Like, you're going to pretend to be pretentious, but you're going to beat me over the head with Joe Strummer letting him out of jail? So dumb. Sorry. People, if you like the show, enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> to shit on your baby, but uh, if you're enjoying the show, keep on enjoying it. I beg the difference. Um, next up, Shibato, President. It's time for battle. Or Shacho Battle No Gcon Des. Streaming on Funimation. Twelve episodes. Studio is C2C. The source is a game, the genre fantasy. Based on the popular strategy game, Minato has become the new president of the Kipu Company. In order to be a good president and help the company grow, he must lead his party of adventurers through the gate and collect Kirakuri, type of energy that is extremely valuable and fundamental to the city of Getipia, or Getipia, Getipia. However, there are other companies vying for the chance to gather Kirakuri. Franco. Uh, I still find the that some of this humor in the show to be worthwhile. I, I do get uh, some chuckles, a bit of a laugh here and there from, you know, they fight like, I think they're called like corporate drones or corporate slaves or something like that. And they're these kind of mechanical beings. And the way that they fight them is they get, they use healing magic and it allows them to get like breaks and like a weekend and stuff like that. And I kind of find that to be funny, but... Um, some of the episodes seem a little directionless, and when we are given some sense of forward motion in the gang trying to push forward towards a gate to find 
its founder, which is, you know, the the current president's father. We get this sort of, like, uh, hologram sort of thing telling them what's going on. It, it ultimately seems kind of meaningless. Uh, I don't I don't really care of you know about any of these characters too much. It's a it's a lighthearted enough show where I'm not offended by it, and like I said, I, I do find it funny at times, but I'm not really invested in in any of these characters or the plot for that matter, whatever it kind of is. Um, it's 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 a it's a it's a okay show. It's it's completely okay. It's fine. I like the corporate team of adventurers running into corporate slave monsters all over the place. And we meet this new race where um, the queen is obsessed with status and material objects. So it kind of has like a little bit of a, a mild satire to it. Um, it's a cute show with lots of cute, thick with two sea girls. But uh, it's not much good, not too bad. And I got nothing really to talk about with the show. It uh, seems like a front runner to a certain award that we have. It's a show. Yep, it's it's a show. <laughs> Next up, sing yesterday for me or yesterday wo utate. Streaming on Crunchyroll. The episodes there are twelve of them. We talked about this last time. Uh, the first twelve episodes are going to be airing on television and streaming simultaneously on Abema TV. But there's six more episodes that will only be available through streaming on Abema TV. And I'm unsure if we're ever going to get them. But hopefully we do. But I'm not holding my breath. The studio is Dogo Kobo. Uh, the manga is by K. Tume. Genres, drama, romance, seinen, and slice of life. K. Tume's 18-year youth ensemble classic gets its long-awaited anime adaptation. A story of long, love of long a story of lungs, love, and humanity, following four boys and girls trying to live their best lives through hardship and turmoil in a small town on a private rail line just outside of Shinjuku. Minor misunderstandings lead to big complications, and their various feelings become entangled. A story of daily life lived 49% looking back and 51% looking forward. Frank, go ahead. So this uh, show continues to a good job of being what I feel like is essentially a, a character study on these various types of, you know, people that we're getting. I think they're well-written enough to kind of say, like, they feel like real, genuine human beings. It's almost kind of like a, um, like a reality TV show at times, it seems like, where you're getting this kind of drama, um... That is, you know, in, in, a, in a, a little dramatic, but sometimes that's kind of how life is. And you get these relatable characters, um, situations at the very least that I think everyone can kind of identify with in terms of, you know, maybe being into somebody that's not into you and dealing with those feelings while they're into somebody else or maybe a kind of a, a love that could have developed at one point in time, but for one reason or another, just didn't kind of flourish and dwelling on those feelings. Also, at the same time, when you're dealing with things that are, you know, you, you don't know where you're going in life, you're a little directionless and you're doing this and you're doing that. And um, all these characters are kind of doing these these things and they, they seem very realistic to me. Uh, I think the show is is pretty well written. 
I'm I'm interested in a lot of the characters and kind of learning more about them and and how they go about dealing with kind of the struggles of everyday life. Uh, the show's turned around for me a little bit. Um, I had think I had said last time we checked in with this that I was a little unsure. And I can pretty confidently say that uh, I'm I'm more on the tail end of uh, being into this show than not. I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of walking in the show. Everybody walks, and there's never anyone on the uh, but the characters on the streets. Uh, I do like the easy listening guitar montages. Uh, I love the Haru video game ED. That's amazing, especially the, the second half started that up. Um, it, this show is about the characters. It's not about the animation. It's about their interactions. It's about the four major characters, but it's also about the friends of these characters who almost work as narrators and push the story along. Um, I really love the show. Uh, every single character is endearing, but it's almost seems like a inoffensive and at times almost boring type of show, but it's not, it's, enrapturing and I love all the characters and I can't wait to see what happens with them. And hopefully we get to watch the whole thing. It's one of my favorites of the season. All right, next up. Tower of God or Kami no Toll. Streaming on Crunchyroll. Episodes are 13. Studio. Telecom animation and film. The source is a digital manhwa by SIU or SIU. Jean. Action, adventure, drama, fantasy, and mystery. Synopsis. Reach the top, and everything will be yours. At the top of the tower exists everything in this world. And all of it can be yours. You can become a god. This is the story of the beginning and the end of Rachel. The girl who climbed the tower so she could see the stars. And bam, the boy who needed nothing but her. Franca. Uh, so this show, I... I... I don't like the animation of the show. I, I, I finally have decided that I, I'm not a big fan of the uh, art style that they they have. And I understand that the source material is like a, you know, kind of this webtoon. It's kind of invoking the same sort of um, style that they have uh, from the, the source material. But I'm not a big fan of it. It kind of distracts me at times just by the way certain people move and some of the kind of combat, which is a shame because I do like a lot of the other aspects of it. I, um, I find the stuff that they have post intriguing enough to continue to watch. I am interested in the relationship with Bam and Rachel. Uh, but the, the animation is just, uh, it's just a little too much for me. I, I don't know. And when, you know, we I run into this, I know you have at times, where when you're watching a show and the animation is distracting enough for you, uh, at what point it, do you as an individual consider it to be a good show? And I, I don't know. Um, I like the story. I don't like the animation is, I guess, what it kind of boils down to. Um, and it doesn't seem so far that the story has kind of moved itself further enough for me to kind of overlook the fact that that I'm not a fan of it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. We'll see, you know, if it, depending on how it ends, maybe this story will kind of shock me to, so I can overlook that fact. But right now, I'm just not a big fan of it. If you think of shonen shows as being, being tournaments and levels to conquer, 
well, this is it. The supporting cast does have depth. I'll give them that. And I think the seven princesses of Jihad are pretty awesome with their whole storyline. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, we got some death. Someone died. At least we think so. Uh, this show does seem to be setting up for a long-ass series. Uh, I can agree with you with the animation. In particular, the background seemed boring. I, there's one episode where they're on platforms where you have multiple backgrounds, but usually they're in hallways or rooms with doors. It's boring. I do like the ED, though, but uh, I got to agree with you. I, the animation is a bit... It's not... I wouldn't say it's poorly animated. I would say it's oddly animated, and I don't particularly like it. Next up. Yeah, it it definitely seems to be more... Like, I wonder if it's more of a stylistic choice because so many people are used to the the webtoon or... I I can't really say, but it, it... Yeah, I think you're right on that one. Maybe not poorly animated, just oddly animated. Yeah, it's like it has almost a sketchy nature to it. Looks like sketched lines, but we know that they're not doing it by hand. So what's the point? All right, next up, Wave. Listen to me, or Nami yo kite kure. Streaming on Funimation, twelve episodes. The studio is Sunrise. The source is a manga by Hiroaki Samura. The genres: comedy, drama, romance, and seinen. The stage is Sapporo Hokkaido. One night, our heroine, Minari Koda, spills her heartbroken woes to a radio station worker she meets while out drinking one night. The next day, she hears a recording of her pitiful grumbling being played live over the air. Minari storms into the station in a rage, only to be then, only to then be duped by the station director into doing an impromptu talk show explaining her harsh dialogue. With just one recording... The many eccentric facets of Minari's life begin to pull every which direction as she falls ever deeper into the world of radio. Frank, good. Last time we checked in, I had said that I was kind of on the fence with this show. I do think that the kind of crux of it, the thing that really drives it, is obviously uh, Minari. And um, you, if you, I feel like if you like her or you like her character, then you're going to like this show. And if you don't then the show is probably going to not be your cup of tea because while they do have a pretty decent supporting cast, it's definitely not at the forefront as it is, uh, I feel like, more so with other shows. Um, But that being said, I have turned on this show and I actually really like it. I think that they... It's like a comedy of errors. She's always constantly doing awkward things and being put into positions where she, when she finally feels like she's winning in life, it turns out that she's not. And it's only kind of a matter of time before the house of cards sorts of sort starts to crumble. Um, they, the one complaint I had, which was rather slight that they had relied a lot on, uh, written jokes and things like that, that were a little bit more difficult to see. They hasn't been so much in these later episodes. We haven't really seen them as much as they were in the first couple ones. So that complaint that I had had, it kind of fizzled out. It's no longer kind of a thing. Um, and yeah, I just kind of find it generally humorous and funny. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I think that she's relatable. She just, I'm an awkward person myself. I do awkward things and, um, I feel like that that's kind of her in a nutshell. I, I'm really starting to enjoy it. 
Oh, I've got stuff to disagree with you about. No. I think that she's more than awkward. I think she's actually a terrible human being. <laughs> but we meet a worse person in her ex. Her ex is just like a piece of shit. Mitsuo. Yeah, she's kind of racist and kind of sexist and kind of uh, homophobic. She's not a good person, and yet you find yourself cheering for her. She reminds me a lot of Steve Carell's character on The Office, where they're not very good people, but they're trying their best, and you root for them even though they suck. And I also disagree. I think that the secondary characters are just receiving some depth. I like the fact that um, we, we have the relatives of people, and the relatives of the people look like the character, like the main characters themselves, which I thought was a nice little touch. Like Mina's mom looks like Mina, but just like chubby. Like she's drawn exactly like her. I thought it was a great touch. And we meet the uh, the girl that starts working at the restaurant, and like all these little things. I, I think it's I think it's a very cool show. I think it's all over the place. When it comes down to it, it's about uh, this girl getting on the radio. It's about her story. It's about her getting to where she is in but at the same time there's like all these little characters on the side and we get to see how they relate to her life and inspire where she is and how her actions affect them i don't know i think it's a very good show i enjoy it a lot i laugh openly a lot and of course we had the scene from earlier where the turtle took a shit in her mouth which was amazing I think that uh, that's a right, that's right. a good Go yeah right. I think that's a good comparison that you had made uh, with this show and The Office where it's very similar in humor and I think that you are right in saying that a lot of the characters aren't necessarily great people they kind of have these flaws but you're kind of rooting for them anyway I think that that's uh, I'll, I'll definitely agree with you on that one. All right, we're at the end of our list, Frank. Let's try something different. Usually we rank our shows from top to bottom, but that's a little boring because it kind of gives away how we're going to vote at the end of the season when we vote for our shows. So I want you to list your shows as the ones you anticipate the most, ones you're pretty blasé about, and the ones you dread watching weekly. And, of course, that doesn't necessarily mean you dislike shows or really like shows based on your anticipation level. And you'll see what I mean when we get there. So, Frank, go right ahead. What are your highest Weekly anticipated shows, Frank. All right. So I have five here. I have Kaguya-sama Love is War, Season 2. I have Fruits Basket, Season 2. I have Galipner. I have Kakushigoto. And I have one more. This one may or may not be surprising. A Hero no Sora. Okay. Yeah, that is surprising. Really, that's really a What about you? What, what do you got as your highly weekly, highest weekly anticipated? All right, I I did mine alphabetically, so there's not to show any favoritism. I uh, I'll go with Arte, Gleepner, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War Season Two, Kakushi Goto, Sing Yesterday for Me, and Wave Listen to Me. Oh. Now we're gonna get into our mat anticipation. Ones that you're kinda on the fence about when they show up. You don't run to push play. Go ahead, Frank. So for me I have four here. I have listeners, Tower of God, Sing Yesterday for Me, and Wave Listen to Me. So those are those are my four that I have in the meh anticipation. Um, what about you, Jim? Same thing, alphabetical as I said before. And like I said, you'll see what I mean. My man anticipation, Fruits Basket. Is it a bad show? No, it's an amazing show. 
I just know it's going on forever, so I don't run to push play. I know it's going to be there. Uh, Gal and Dino, which I'm going to have to wait a little while, so I'm not holding my breath about that. Shibato, President, it's time for battle. Shachibato. And Tower of God. And then last, we have our I hate watching this anticipation. Frank, go ahead. I have Shachibato, President, it's time for battle. I have... Oh, those four sick girls! <laughs> I have, uh, surprisingly, so this is what I kind of liked about this. I have Arte, um, and I have uh, Gal and Dino. So those are kind of the three that I have. I hate uh, watching this anticipation. And I, <laughs> so, <laughs> Mine, I, it's the one show that I hate watching the most. It's listeners. I cannot stand the show. I hope it doesn't keep going. See Frank, I got I got a box in it, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue. I liked I liked doing it this way because I think this is uh I think it's it kind of highlights where we are at with certain shows because like you had said it might might be a good show but it's not one that you're necessarily chomping at the bit to watch as soon as it airs. And it, and you made the point you said it like uh, with the latest episodes of A Hero No Sora it takes a, like a plot twist and all of a sudden you're like oh my god I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I came up with a new idea. That's great. So, Frank, I don't know if the listeners at home heard this or if you heard this from your couch or wherever you are. Someone knocked on my door. I received a package, and it's from Japan. Now, listeners at home may not know this. I tend to order toys online a lot. The thing with order pre-ordering toys from Japan, and it's the United States as well, but Japan, is that this toy might have been ordered this time last year, and it's just showing up. So, I have no idea what's in this box, but I promise you it's going to be a toy, and it might be pretty cool. It's from Good Smile Company, so I'm going to do an on-air opening of this, and we're going to find out what kind of toy this grown-ass man got. All right, you have to, uh, you also have to post a picture of it on, on the Instagram. What is it? I don't want to rip the box. I already did it once. It is... A good smile Nendoroid. Are you familiar with Nendoroids? I am, yes. They're basically like little chibi characters. It's a Saitama for One Punch Man. Ah, cool. All right. Cool. Yeah, they did a re-release of him. Of him, I have one at the bar that I got years ago, and I wanted one for myself. And I got a little Saitama, and he's very cute. And he's got his little uh, grocery bag with him. I like him. <laughs> I will sleep with him tonight. My wife's sleeping on the couch. <laughs> oh. Hopefully this happens more often. Like like I said, with, with, with COVID-19, like I ordered a bunch of stuff last year. And like I said, even with regular uh, mail deliveries, things take forever to show up. And a lot of times I forget what I ordered because it's been so long ago. And I have a feeling I'm going to be getting like a box a day at some point. I keep getting messages from Good Smile Company saying, I'm sorry that you know your package hasn't shown up, but... It'll be here eventually, and due to the current pandemic, and I'm like, oh, man, my wife's going to be so pissed. She's going to think, but I spent all this money that I'm not making. It's like, no, I spent it when I was making it. All right, so next week. If you're feeling stressed out about life, people, listeners, and the world is a little tough place, maybe you should go watch Cells at Work, because we're getting caught. we want you to get caught up, because we're going to review season one next week. How far along are you in, in Cells at Work? I, I am on Frank. episode five. Uh, did you get to the Cedar Pollen one yet? 
No, I don't believe so. I think that actually might be season episode five. Ah, uh, prepare yourself because it's really good. I can't wait to talk about it next week. Anything else to add this week? Uh, I I ha- just just be be nice to people. I you know I I say that uh, sometimes and I, I do mean it. I know you share the same sentiment, Jim. Everybody's kind of going through this thing we call life, and uh, you know, life more oftentimes than not, not can suck. And uh, you know, other people are when that happens to you. Other people, it happens to other people at different times. It could be happening to them right now. You don't know what anyone's going through, no matter what they look like or who they are. You know, just just be nice to people. Don't be mean. That's that's kind of it. I can agree. Uh, also, uh, I gave this advice last week, and with everything that's going on in the world right now, particularly the United States, it's happening everywhere. London's having protests. Japan had a protest against racism. Everybody wants to be on top of the news. You want to know what's going on, but you got to unplug for a little while. Give yourself some time away from it. Grab a book. Play a game. Masturbate. That's my big thing. A little thing. Sorry. I don't want to sound like a bragger. My little thing. Release some stress. Get away from the tension of the world once in a while. Watch some anime. Go watch Cells at Work. It's really, really funny. We're going to talk about it next week. All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast. Send us questions and show requests. Our email is NewTaku2019 at gmail.com, and we will talk about them all on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Go give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, so this way we can rise up like the Tower of God. We can rise to the top, poorly animated. And please subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. Gumbate. Gumbate.